Welcome to Like Mother, Like Murder. I am Rachel. And I'm Heather. We bring you the good, the badass, and the crime. This is Like Mother, Like Murder. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Like Mother, Like Murder. Like Mother, Like Murder. You guys, welcome back to episode... Who even knows at this point? I was going to say... 79? (laughs) I think it's 79. Welcome to episode 79, you guys. Holy moly. Heather and I have something that we want to share with you guys. It's kind of a big deal. And, you know... This episode, we are reaching the end of 2023. Oh my gosh. Yes, we are. This comes out December 19th, you guys. We are close to the end of the year. Um, and with that said, one of the things that we will be bringing you in 2024 is... We will be on YouTube. We will. YouTube. Yes, we will. Isn't it crazy? I was just thinking when we're talking about this a little earlier, like, remember like back in the day, YouTube? Didn't we have a video on YouTube? We did. It was us uh, rapping to um, (gasps) a Mario Brothers song my brother made us. (laughs) We did not. How far YouTube has come, huh? Trust me, if if we posted that video, today, I we'd be can we viral. find it? No, I feel like how to find it. I had it on my old computer that died, and I think that makes me sad. I wish that footage was still somewhere out yeah, there. It's got to be the, on the internet, right? right? Well, that's the thing. Once it's on the internet, it never goes away, right? Right. Well, I can't find it, and I'm pretty uh pretty good at finding things. So if any of you guys can find this video of Heather and I, we cut out paper and put it. On I was gonna say we made like a closet. whole background on your closet. We did. All right, we do not need to be talking about that. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm good. I'm drinking my coffee. Same it is tasting extra coffee today. Um, I don't know what it is, but whenever my husband makes my coffee for me, I just feel like it tastes better. I agree 100%. See, I, <laughs> Joel and I make coffee the same way because we just do. And mm-hmm. when he's gone on orders or if he's not here for any reason, and the coffee's not made, it doesn't taste the same. Someone makes your coffee I mean, taste way better. It's for what exactly like you said, like I I'm the one who figured out how to make myself like a latte with an espresso and I taught Zach how to do it and he started doing it for me. Um and and so yeah, we make it exactly the same way, but for whatever reason when he makes it, it just tastes a million times better. I feel that. I'm sure most of you guys can agree that when someone is doing it for you, it is so good. It is so good. Cheers to that. Cheers to coffee, early morning Cheers to coffee, early morning recordings. Yum, yum. Doop. Yum, yum. Cheers to that. Uh, And I feel like I'm going to need my coffee for this this episode here. That you are. Today's case is is a is a is a tough one um heather yeah. i mean one of your one of your friends yes so actually so it's so you know we've talked about this before on the podcast where um 
you know, we do this. This is definitely part of our lives, but it's not like we go around like shouting from the rooftops that we have like a murder podcast. But when people start following me on social media, obviously they figure it out rather quickly. But I have, so she is a fellow dance mom. Our daughters um, dance together. And, you know, so we've known each other for a, a while um, in that capacity. And then um, she, we more recently started following each other on Instagram. And so she saw one of um, our podcast posts and she goes, oh my gosh, like, you know, uh, uh, murder, like, that's awesome. And I was just like, okay, but like. Don't judge me, right? <laughs> Don't think that I'm a bad mother because, you know, I talk murder all day long. And she was like, no, no, I love it. I love it. Like, it's totally my thing. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool, cool. And so ever since then, you know, she's talked, you know, she's she she follows us. She, you know, says these cases. And she actually recently texted me about this case and was like, you know, this is a this is a case. And I was like, yeah, we should cover that one. And I immediately sent it to um, Rachel because Rachel has actually talked about covering this one before. And I was like, "Mm, I'm not in the headspace where I can do that right now because (laughs) it's a, it's a rough one. Um, But you know what? Shout out, uh, shout out Anna for giving us the, uh, the push to to make this happen. We're going to do it. We're going to do it for you. Um, I don't think she's the only one that has. I feel like there's been a couple other people who mentioned this because this is this is this case is it's kind of right up the like mother like murder. I mean, it is it's mom heavy, That's for mom sure. heavy um, and just heavy as it is. So um, Rachel is really, really good at doing these heavy cases. Um so she's she's going to make it happen. But um, it's a rough one, guys. Just just, you know, yeah, be it, prepared for that. It is, it is a rough one. Um, I'm not sure if I'm good at doing these, but thank you. I will take it on. I did want to say, too, because, you know, when you're you're talking about it, you mentioned like, oh, she loves murder. None of us love <laughs> murder. Right. Yeah. And it's like when <laughs> there is definitely that true crime community and the, the people who they do. They tune in for, for various different reasons. And this is something that has kind of taken over for one way or another. And um, either you're here for it or not. The way that, yeah. you know, you're like, we don't scream it from the rooftops. Every single time a person is like, oh, I saw that you had a podcast. I'm like, oh, this is going to go one way or another. I'm yeah. not sure which way, but hopefully it's not. You want to punch me in the face. I don't know. You're either so. into true crime or you're not. There's exactly. really no middle ground. And that's why, like, I've had, um, like, I've had one other person who she told me, she goes, oh, I'm going to start listening to your podcast. And just knowing who she was, I was like, okay, but like, you don't have to because it gets, it's tough to listen to. And like, yeah, like you said, it's like, we don't, you know, we don't love murder, but like, yeah, we do have, you know, part of what we do. We like talking about the the mom cases, especially the mom cases where justice has yet to be served and we're doing what we can to put a name out there right. or, um, you know, there's a really important lesson learned um, from from the stories. I mean, we've covered some amazing survivor 
stories out there. Um, and, and that's, you know, a big part of, of why we do what we do. And, you know, but just like a lot of other true crimers out there, you know, there is a, I don't know if you want to call it like a fascination, but yeah, like, I mean, it's something that kind of trying to understand that human element of, of that is it's, it's rough. Um, um, but yeah, this is, this is going to be one of those ones though, that you're really, (laughs) you're really going to find out how true crimey you can get. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you're ready for it, which I mean, I don't think I, I don't think anyone will ever be like fully ready for it. But um, I if I have to hear this story from anyone, Rachel, I'm glad it's you because you do these things very gracefully. You talk about these these really rough situations very gracefully. And uh, so as long as you're here with me on this ride, I think I can make it through. I'll do my best. <laughs> my best. Um, thanks for that. And hopefully, you know. It is. It's hard. And I try because you'll see. You'll yeah. see. People, they they need people to try for them. Heather mentioned it numerous times in that. This is a, a rough one. So I want to give everyone a trigger warning um, on this case because there is death of a baby by the hands of the mother. There will definitely be hard moments, but this story needs to be told in full for many reasons. First and foremost, to hopefully help prevent this from happening to any other babies. And then also to give as much information as I can, because this case is still ongoing and Mm -hmm. trial is set for next year. And hopefully justice will be served once this, you know, finally gets into the courts. I will touch on death of a child and the possibility of a miscarriage. Lastly, as I said, this is an open and ongoing case. Therefore, everything I bring up and talk about will have to be assumed alleged because, of course, you are innocent until proven guilty, and that has not quite happened yet. Mm -hmm. It will. I'm allowed to voice my opinion. It'll happen. Um, But with that said, let's get into it. Today, I am going to be talking to you about a case that happened right at the beginning of this year. Um, Heather said it earlier. I've looked into this case. We've all known this case. And it's one of those that we want to be a voice for the victims. We want to bring as much, like as many different kind of topics and cases to just get things out there so that people can hear about them. People need to hear about stuff like this, right? But it is hard, okay? So when I when I read this, I did say, okay, I need to cover this for, for many, many reasons. And then it was like, no, I can't. So here we are, mm-hmm. and we're finally doing it. Um, January 26th, right before midnight, a 19-year-old girl went to the emergency room at Artesia General Hospital complaining of lower back and abdominal pain. While she was at the hospital, her stay turned out to be very different than what many people thought it would be. After Alexi was admitted to a room, she spent a little time there. She walks out of her room to the bathroom. She walks back into her room. And then hospital personnel, accompanied by investigators, walk into Alexi's room to inform her that a baby was found in the trash can of the bathroom that she had just been in. The baby did not make it. He had no chance whatsoever. But the thing is, 
things were not adding up or making any sense because when Alexi showed up during her initial intake information, she claims there's no way she could be pregnant, especially because she's still a virgin. So what the fuck happened? And if that's the case, why as soon as the investigators show up and begin asking questions, Alexi begins apologizing and saying that nothing was breathing, nothing was screaming. Today, I am going to tell you the awful case of Alexi Treviso, who put her baby in a trash can, trying to hide the evidence of the birth from everyone and all of the crazy that comes along with it. Okay. So I wanted to start off by giving you all of that information because it is hard and you might not want to stay for the rest of it. Once you hear what I just told you, maybe you make that choice that you don't want to listen. And if that's the case, no hard feelings. We love you. We will see you next week. Um, But if you stay, I just needed you to kind of like understand the direction that we're going. I do talk about these things throughout the case the entire time. And so you just needed to be kind of like hit full force to be made aware of exactly what we are getting into right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you decide to go, totally understand. Talk to you next week. If you are here, let's talk about it. So a little bit on Alexi Treviso herself. January 26th, when all of this begins, Alexi was 19 years old. She lived in Artesia, New Mexico, and she was attending high school. She was a senior in high school. She was a cheerleader, and this played a huge role in her life. She was also in a relationship with a boy at the school who was on the football team. It seemed to be, when you hear that, it seems to be one of those kind of movie storyline situations when you look at it from the outside, right? Alexi was the cheerleader, like I mentioned, and he's the athlete, okay? Um, She, being a cheerleader, is also an athlete. And with that, she had some problems with her back, and it would cause her some pain. She lived at home with her mom, and from everything I could find, it was a common thing for Alexi to complain of back pain. So on the night of January 26th, when she was complaining of being in pain, but it was like to a whole nother level, it was beyond Mm -hmm. the pain that she's used to complaining about, her mother Rosa decided to take her to the emergency room. Alexi and Rosa show up to the emergency room. They get checked in and they don't have to wait very long. It's in the middle of the night. So Alexi had actually, she went to bed that night and I think it was around like 1130 that they ended up heading to the hospital. Um, so she woke up, woke up her mom and they go to the ER. At this time, Alexi is being questioned of why she is there, right? And they're getting all the details that they do when you show up for a visit, doing all of the the intake information, right? So right, if you've right. ever been to a visit like this, you already know. But if not, let me share some of those standard questions. Uh, what is the reason for your visit? What is your pain level? When was your last menstrual cycle? Is there any chance you could be pregnant? And and much more, right? You know the drill. Like mm-hmm. if we've all been there, if we've showed mm-hmm. up, especially as a woman, those questions. Um, well, with Alexi's pain level and her answers, they end up giving her Tylenol and morphine to help her with the pain. And they also do a urine test to start trying to figure out what is going on and what the problem could be. Um, because so with her answers, which I'll get into numerous times, 
she says, no, there's no chance she could right. be pregnant. They go in for, right. for the back pain. No chance she could be pregnant. She says she's a virgin. Um, so the, the nurse and, and hearing about her pain and it being like lower pain is instantly kind of thinking like kidneys or, or kidney stones. Like yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Or some sort mm-hmm. of infection. Right. So they're which, a, which a urine sample, right. will oh, probably tell you. Right. right. So, yes. yeah. So that's exactly like what's going on at this time. Um, well, that urine test come back, comes back and it is positive, um, for her being pregnant. One of the things we will get told or kind of get to later is whether or not Alexi was told she was pregnant at this time or not, but we will get there. Well, and and one thing, too, is like it's like just thinking on on like the hospital side. Okay, this girl comes in and says there's no way she's pregnant. She's a virgin. And the pregnancy test comes back or like the urine test comes back that she's pregnant and you're kind of like okay well we don't at this point it could be a false positive right i mean how many people have been there with a false positive Mm -hmm. and so and i mean i don't know is it more or less likely to happen a false positive when the hospital does it but it's like i mean i mean what are you like as the hospital staff it's like she's telling us there's no possible way but you know this test is saying yes like you're kind of like, what do you do? Well, and the the other direction, too, of how many times people have gone on there and said, there's no way I'm pregnant and they're 100 percent pregnant. But yeah. I mean, you're you're completely right, because the staff, I mean, what's the next step? Right. The next step is to take more tests. And that's exactly yeah. what they do. The staff decide to do a blood test as well. Right. And that okay. also comes back positive for pregnancy. They know mm-hmm. at some point that she is pregnant. Mm-hmm. It is. Not 100% um, relayed to us. I don't know if it's something that's being kept or not, but Mm -hmm. I could not find whether or not they told Alexi before what I'm about to tell you next. Okay. Okay. And and I don't want to start pointing fingers or saying someone did something wrong. They're taking numerous tests at this point. Right. Because she's saying she there's no way she could be pregnant. She's saying she's never had sex. She's saying that she's a virgin. So we're running more tests. Okay. Mm-hmm. At 139 in the morning, Alexi ends up saying that she has to use the restroom really, really badly. So they take her off of her her um, you know, morphine and everything, the drip, and she gets up from the bed, walks down the hospital hall to one of the public bathrooms. She actually more than walks. She is sort of like waddle running towards the bathroom, holding her back end. Just trying to make that clear because it wasn't like the bathroom in her room. Yeah. You know, certain hospitals, you'll have like a bathroom in your room. This one, she leaves her room. She goes down the hall and she goes into that bathroom, which is like, it's a single use bathroom. It's not a community bathroom with a bunch of stalls. It's one of the ones right. in the doctor's office. You just walk in, you close it, you lock the door. Um, but either way, Alexi ends up locking herself in this bathroom for nearly 20 minutes. Her mother and the nurses both go to the bathroom door numerous times to see if Alexi needed any help and to check on her. 
Um, and, and while they're knocking, she's saying she's fine. She's saying she's having a hard time going to the bathroom. She did tell them that she had to have a bowel movement and she's just really struggling. Um, well, close to 18 minutes of Alexa, Alexi being in the bathroom, nurses try, you know, they're trying to get in. They're calling into her, hearing different noises, hearing flushing, hearing the blow dryer, hearing paper towel dispenser, all of that. And with Alexi not coming out, one of the nurses ends up telling her that they were going to get the key to come in and check Mm -hmm. on her. It was at this time that Alexi comes out of the bathroom, walks back into her room, gets up, and sits on her hospital bed. Now, when Alexi left the bathroom and went back to her room, multiple things start happening. In the room, one of the nurses starts to check on Alexi because there's blood. Mm-hmm. They want to know what's going on, right? Um, they actually perform an ultrasound on her, and she finds a unique situation. What it, it, you know? What seems to be the body of one who would have just delivered a baby, mm-hmm. yet no baby. Mm-hmm. And then someone comes in and says that they need to speak with the nurse, and they explain what they found. One of the nurses ended up going into the bathroom when Alexi went out and was met with a shocking scene. There was a lot of blood. There was a lot of blood smeared, which looked as if Alexi was in there trying to clean it up. Mm-hmm. Um, the details of how the nurses explain it is very gruesome, saying that it seemed as if blood was thrown or flung at the walls and around. And then there was also blood footprints on the way back to Alexi's room. My God! Either way, it was quite the scene. And they end up calling for the housekeeper to come and clean the restroom. Because ultimately, at this point, what their thought was is that Alexi must have had a miscarriage in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's... It's so hard because, like... <sighs> Like, I'm sure as as a nurse, especially if you're, like, a seasoned nurse, like, you've seen some shit, I'm sure, right? I'm sure. Um, but I can't even imagine, like, you know, this, this young girl comes in, tells you, you know, she's got back pain, but that's not uncommon for her she has a history of it you know maybe you i don't even know as a nurse if you're aware of what the results would have been like if you if it's like a switched and shift who knows but then like you know you're worried about this girl you come in you see this you're like oh my gosh like this is oh my gosh like i just it's so much it is like so for much. it's so much It's so much, and it's so much more. When they went to talk to Alexi about the bathroom situation, she told them that she's on her period and that she is just very heavy. Um, What they find in the bathroom, though, tells a very different story. While cleaning the bathroom, I'm sure just an utter disbelief, but also, you know, I'm sure they go through, how you said, some horrific scenes. You know, blood isn't something that they're not used to. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. But... At the same time, 
like to this extent, to this level. And for them to, in interviews, nurses describe it as being gruesome, as being bloody, as being horrific. These, it, it wasn't something you would think a period caused. Right. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, this, the housekeeper who was called, um, she's in there cleaning the bathroom. She's in there for a little while. She does her full clean. And at the end of it, when she went to pick up the wastebasket, it was heavier than it normally was. She took the lid off of the trash can and she saw a clean trash bag on top. She's thinking at this point in her interview, she says, all like people put liners at the bottom of the bathroom. So she's thinking, okay, they must have put just extra liners in the bottom of the, the trash can. Um, she removed the trash bag on top, the clean one, to find multiple paper towels underneath it. And when she moved those, she found another bag. And when she went to pick that one up, she was completely shocked to find a baby wrapped in the plastic bag. In, in her interview, Heather, and, and this kills me, she says that when she picked up the bag, she just saw black and blue, is what she said she saw mm -hmm. at first. When she picked up the bag, the bag suctioned to the baby's face because the baby was so moist, and that's when she knew it was a baby. And that's when she started screaming to the other staff, there is a dead baby in the trash can. Oh, my God. Um, that poor, I mean, again, like, as a hospital worker, especially, like, on the on the the cleanup staff on the custodial staff like i'm sure you have had to clean up like some really like gruesome things but i can't even wrap my head around like it's probably like you know it's obviously like the last thing that you would expect to see in this situation and so like the moment I can't even imagine the moment she realized what she was looking at, like right. just the utter, just like, Oh my God. Yep. You are right. And you know, you say that, okay. So a housekeeper, she's, mm -hmm. she's there cleaning. She's on the custodial staff, right? Everyone in this hospital has pretty much dedicated their life to helping people. Mm -hmm. And to to then find something like this, mm -hmm. which we'll get to, that is out of your hands at this point, just breaks all involved. Okay. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Really quickly, I just want to add. So Heather, I know that you're someone who absolutely cannot handle video or audio, I but know, it's rough. I do believe it's very important for everyone yeah. to listen to, to kind of fully understand all of this. And the best way to do that is to play, you know, some clips for you guys. I'm not going to be playing everything because honestly, this is one of those cases. There is a lot of video footage, right? Mm -hmm. I will source everything in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go and see the video evidence of what I'm talking about or things that I've already mentioned, there's a lot of it. Okay. 
Here, though, I will be playing a clip from when they walk into Alexi's room to let her know that they found a dead baby in the trash can. Okay, we have him in phone too, but she killed a kid. We discovered a dead baby in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. Lexi, I told you about this. I just asked you, baby, to tell me the truth. It was not in the baby. What did you do to it? Okay, stop right here. Stop, stop. Do you guys have Welcome to Primetime Crime Podcast. I am your host, Kylie, and in this podcast, we are going to deep dive into some lesser known unsolved true crime cases from missing persons to unsolved homicides. This is the place where we are going to unpack it all, research it all, talk about it all, and try to bring justice to these families after all of these years. We are going to take it one story at a time, one case at a time, and hopefully justice will be ours. Fuck. First of all, Okay, so clearly, I have so many mixed feelings going on right now. So, like, this girl is 19. She's obviously, like, freaked the fuck out. And she, I mean, she's old enough. I mean, 19 is still, like, very young but she's old enough to understand that like that was not the right way to handle the situation but at the same time it's like she was probably so fucking scared because look at the way her mother is fucking reacting immediately blaming her and putting like like, saying, like, I told you about this. Like, why didn't you talk to me about it? And you can hear in the mom's voice that she already kind of, like, suspected this. Like, right. she already kind of, like, had, like, an inkling that this was something that was going on. Right. And so, like, I'm not giving this 19-year-old who, I mean, I yes, 19 is young, but it's not that fucking young. And I'm not giving this 19-year-old any... Like, the situation definitely needs to be handled differently. But you can also see the way that her mother reacted. That's exactly, like, why, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, the way the mom's reacting is probably why that, like, this she... What was she she, really afraid of? Like, what was she really... What was the biggest factor in her decision, I guess, guess at this point, right? Yeah. Um, And, I mean, you're right in... The way that she says it, I mean, the mom in this video, she says, like, I asked you about this. Yeah. Right? Like, I asked you about this, which which we're going to talk more about the mom. We're going to talk more about this video and all of it. But And you just, like, like, the other thing that, like, the, okay, so, like, if you have ever gone through labor, just imagine, like, how... Like, you're already in a vulnerable physical state, but to get up and walk down a hall and then 
give birth by yourself and then get up immediately after that and walk back to your room. Like that's how that is how desperate this girl was to to hide, to hide the fact that she yeah, and so and like and maybe this whole time she is just completely in denial that this is in fact that she is was in fact pregnant this whole entire time, and so maybe I mean who knows like I don't I honestly like obviously I know the case I know the headlines I've seen that video. Um, but I have tried a little bit to not go into detail on this one because it's so fucking rough. And so like, yeah, like, I mean, and I mean, you might know, we might not know at this point, we might have to wait till, but like, if she had, if she didn't really know like that there was a baby and then she goes down the hall and all of a sudden, she thinks she has to poop. And I mean, we've we've seen this. I didn't know I was pregnant. It's a whole freaking show, right? Like, right. where it's like, I didn't know I was pregnant. You go to use the bathroom, and all of a sudden, there's a baby. Like, you know. Um, but I don't know the details. You're gonna have to fill me in. And it's just like, <sighs> yeah, I, I'll do that. Shit, I will fill you in because I can answer some of those questions. And okay. More answers will be coming. But um, hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. For you and for me and for all of our listeners right now who might be struggling like I am, I've been holding my breath and like, so I think everyone just take a minute, a couple seconds. Let's take some deep breaths. Okay. Like, All right, Rachel. Breathing, I won't be able to finish. Fill us, fill us the. Re- I know I was. I've been holding my breath and then not realizing that I'm holding my breath, and then when I go to take one, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm breath deprived. So had to do that really quickly. Now, Rachel, I'm yeah. ready, but I'm not ready. You know what I mean. Heather and everyone, I hope those breaths helped because I mean, you guys know the thick of it, but. We're definitely going to get into into more of it. So when Alexi went to the bathroom, it was about 1.40 in the morning. When she came out of the bathroom, well, when she came out of the bathroom, it was close to 2. I think it was 1.58. And then at 2.30 is when the baby was found in the trash can, right? So many people are involved at this point, from the nurses, right. the doctor, front office, just, you know, everyone in the ER at this point. The baby was immediately taken to the trauma center but it was too late. They yeah. had no chance to try saving this baby. While this is happening, the authorities were called, just like you heard in that video. So they show up. They fill them in on what exactly happened. They go and they talk with Alexi, as you heard in that video. But but I'm going to read it out for you as well. You know, the, the videos are kind of hard to hear on here. So I just want to let you guys know the nurse, the charge nurse, and the officer walk into the room. And one of the nurses begins, she says... We discovered a dead baby in the bathroom. Rosa immediately says, oh, my God, Alexi, I'm sorry it came out of me and I didn't know what to do. Rosa, Lexi, I told you about this. I just asked you to tell me the truth. Alexi, I was scared. It was not crying or nothing. Rosa, what did you do to it? 
immediately the nurse stops the conversation and they get into the fact that they have to first treat Alexi and make sure that she is okay and that her body is all right. 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 You know, she just had birth at this point. Did she birth the placenta? All of that. Right. Yeah. Like the risk of infection. Right. Is high in a bathroom at this. Yeah. In a bathroom, even if it is the bathroom at a hospital and the fact that she immediately like walked back into the room. Nobody knows. Like, what if she tore something like that's a big like, yeah, they have to make sure she's okay. Like they don't need more death right right now. Right. Fuck. So uh, the the hospital that they're at. Right. So they say that they're going to need to airlift her to another hospital in New Mexico. It's Lovelace Hospital um, that will be able to help her because the ER that they were at, it's not a labor and delivery site. Right. Right. Their focus at this point was to be sure that Alexi was okay, you know, before moving forward. But but they do say the authorities are here because of the situation and it is an investigation at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I need to point out in this audio is Rosa asks how big the baby was. And yeah. when the charge nurse says nine months that this baby was full term, Rosa did, in fact, she seemed extremely caught off guard. Right? Mm -hmm. Alexi's Mm -hmm. jaw straight up dropped in this video, too, if you're watching it. As she cried and continued saying nothing was crying. And the whole nothing is crying to me kills me more than anything. As if she's only, like, you know, distancing herself and, like, just... Yeah, yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's definitely, like, there's definitely some psychological things going on at this point where she is not... Yeah, she's depersonifying that human being. Right. For sure. She is. Um Yeah, full fucking term baby, okay? Um the other thing, so another thing about this initial moment with the officer in the room is he does tell Alexi at this point she is being detained. She isn't right. arrested yet, but she is detained, so she may not leave. An officer will be present with her constantly unless, you know, that the hospital needs to do anything to, run them a test, to step yeah, out yeah. for a checkup or something. But she's being detained at this point. So Alexi gets on the gurney. She's taken to the helicopter to be airlifted to Lovelace. And at this time, the officer goes down to talk with the family. And it's during this conversation that Rosa is seen asking more questions. Can they go be with Alexi? Will she be able to come home after all of that? Well, they begin talking about the baby and that after they do their test, he will be able to be released to Alexi or next of kin, right? And then it comes up that the boyfriend is sitting right there. So the officer, he's like, oh, okay, wait. So that would mean, and I don't, you know, want to assume that you'd be the father, right? And he says, yes, because it's obvious. He knows he was having sex, or at least he's he's had sex once with Alexi at this point, right? Right. And then Rosa starts to just laugh. Like, <gasps> duh, obviously it would be him. What the actual fuck? So I'm going to play that video for you right here. When did it start? Like the pain? Yes. Uh, today she's, or last, yesterday she said it was really bad. That her hips were hurting and her back. And then 
last night on the phone together, and she said her her hips were hurting bad. I said, ask her if anything else is hurting, and she said just everything, and she went to sleep. But she's a cheerleader too, so she's big in cheers. They have a cheer competition. She's she works out. I mean, and she's been active this whole yeah, time. Yeah, she's been active this whole time. And who does she live with? With me. She's so parents. Oh, yeah, because yeah, she's in school. She's a senior. So. And how long have y'all been together? Uh, almost two years. Two years? Okay. So, um, not trying to be rude, you're, but you are more than likely will, will be the father? Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, no. We get it. We get Sometimes it. it um. Actually, both moms start laughing. It's, it's, it's so hard because like, yeah, like I will be the first to say that sometimes in uncomfortable situations, like I laugh, like that's, that's yeah, yeah, like that, that has definitely happened where like I'm uncomfortable, so I'm laughing, but like another part of me is like I, and again, you don't know how you'd, we say it all the time, you don't know how you'd react in a certain situation, but I'm sorry, that's not something I would be fucking even think about. Like what? What's funny about that? Yeah, nothing. Not a damn thing is funny about it, right? No, especially knowing. I mean, the. I don't know how anyone and and the way that you said it. I laugh so often when I am uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm just it's that's just my thing. All right, mm-hmm. if you yell at me, I laugh. If I'm uncomfortable, I laugh. If you know mm-hmm. all of these things, um. But they're literally talking about who is the father. Crying. Yeah, well, I exactly. I would still be crying from the situation that it's not Seriously. long after. It's not another day. It's not days later. And it, not that you would be laughing days later either. But this is yeah. the exact same early morning that, that the baby was discovered. Okay? It is not long before that this baby was discovered. So the fact that you are already just... I, I, it's it just disgusts me. It's it it's completely it's yeah. It just makes you really feel like you you guys are literally laughing at the fact that he is the father of a baby who has died in a tragic situation by the hands of the mother. Yeah, his girlfriend. Like what the fuck? Yeah. So all of all of that and more. Uh, th- you know so. Also during this, the officer gets into more information. He gets he gets the boyfriend's information, all of that. And then the officer asks Rosa to explain why they came to the hospital in the first place. This is when she tells the officer they came in because she was in pain in her back. And she proceeds to tell him that this wasn't uncommon. She had had a problem with her hips and has had a lot of back pain since she was born. And she said that she thinks that it may be due to the fact that Rosa herself had been abused when she was pregnant with Alexi. If that is, in fact, true, that's absolutely awful. I hate that for the both of them. I truly do. Okay? Right. Like, you never want that. You never wish that. Right. Okay? So if, if that's the, the case, and and it's obvious. This whole time they're talking about her being an athlete, her being on the cheer squad, her having this pain. It's not uncommon. And then and then for her to say this. So it's just very obvious that Alexi has had back pain and, and sure. kind of issues with her body apparently throughout her whole life. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
the officer ends this conversation by seeing if they had any other questions for him, which Rosa asks if they could, you know, if they need to get a lawyer. And he says, you can, you know, they can. They should discuss that amongst the family. But ultimately, that's up to them before Mm -hmm. he heads out to go follow Alexi to the next hospital. Mm -hmm. Now, I would like for you to understand that what I'm about to get into next just fucking baffles me. Okay. So when she went to Lovelace Hospital, they Mm -hmm. said she was all good. You know, her body, they checked her. She had indeed already birthed the placenta, which, you know what that means. She was in the bathroom cleaning that evidence, flushing it down the toilet. Right. Doing that thing. That's probably what she was in there doing that whole time. She was questioned at the Lovelace Hospital in Roswell, New Mexico, since she wasn't questioned back at the Artesia General. And then she was discharged. Yes. You heard me right. Discharge, free to go. Here's the thing. I did see a report that she was arrested that night. That first-degree murder was the charge in the Artesia Police Department. They, you know, they shared the news. So they they make the report that you see, and it, it was shared to their Facebook page, you know, of her arrest. I found this, and, and I'll source it in the thing, but on VentureJolt.com, on Alexi's case. But either it didn't happen, or it didn't last. Okay. Because Alexi was released that day. And she went on living her life. And when I say living her life, listen to me, Heather. She is a senior. Take one guess what she went and did. When was this? January? She got out. And yeah, so January, she'd be going home January 28th or 27th. Um, Yeah. Oh, my God. What did she do? I'm going to be so pissed, no matter what you say. Obviously, it wasn't the next day, but she got out and she went to prom with her boyfriend. Yeah. The The father of the baby that was just in the hospital being put in a trash can. Okay? My mom raised me in the way that if you have nothing nice to say, you don't say anything at all. Well, sorry, Terry, but what the (sighs) actual fuck? Yeah, I see this in so many ways. Go ahead, go ahead. Because I, I so, off. so like it's so it's just so it's just so okay. Let me start with my thought about like maybe the arrest did happen and it's possible that she was released on her own recognizance, right? And so like the charge is there, but like she's not spending time in jail. She's released. Okay, okay. whatever. I mean, I guess I don't know. Whatever. Um, but I also feel like how, again, like 19 is young, but it's not that fucking young. And how could, it's so hard for me because not only am I, is it like, so ridiculous for her to just like oh yeah like nothing happened but also for the mom to be like yeah sure go enjoy prom none of it none of it makes any sense to me fucking hey man you know i i see things in all these different ways and you know okay not that this is the case right so let's look at it a couple ways. But like, not that this is the case whatsoever. But if for some reason she didn't know she was pregnant, 
the morphine and the pain meds, you know, sure. made her do unthinkable things. She's yeah. trying to move on. Okay, false. No fucking way. Next yeah. song. She went to prom to pretend things are normal. She is so far out of her fucking damn mind that she just needs to fake it till she makes it. Mm-hmm. Okay, false. No. Did she go to prom so that she can try to show everyone that she's all good? Everything's fine? No. Listen, I don't even understand it whatsoever. The fact that she had the opportunity to go out and live her life after she took that ability from someone else, not even just someone, her very own baby, just makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Well, Alexi was out there living her life until May 10th when she was arrested, finally, from her home in Artesia. A few things about this arrest. Rosa. Wow. So from yeah. January to May. January to May. Yes, ma'am. January yes, ma'am. to May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that time. It doesn't get better. Um, they show up to her house. And Alexi's mom, Rosa, answers the door. Starts questioning why Alexi is being arrested. It's it's very Bitch. obvious. I know. I know, Heather. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, Why? She's visibly upset. She wants to know everything. It's a it's a whole situation. Uh, the officers remind Rosa that Alexi is 19 years old. She's an adult and can speak for herself. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, Alexi comes to the door. They explain she is getting arrested on charges of first degree murder intentional abuse to a child resulting in death and tampering with evidence Mm -hmm. after a lot of you know back and forth it comes up that alexi is on her period needs to go back into the house to get some products you know one of the officers goes with her she gets it and then when it's time to go the mom asks the officer if they can pull the police car closer so that the whole neighborhood doesn't have to see her walk to the patrol vehicle wow That's obviously this family cares way more about other people's perceptions and how they look as opposed to the fact that a human life was fucking taken. So cool. Awesome. Good for you guys. Not. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, cool. Awesome. What the fuck? Uh, Yes. I get so mad. Literally at everything. Um, but at certain things more and, but at the same time, we talk about the fact that you never know how you're going to act in a situation, right? You really don't know a damn thing if you've never been in the situation either. True. You know, as we bring these details, bring the facts, and then many situations where we bring our own comments and opinions or stances, you don't have to agree with us. You don't have to think the same way that we do in certain situations, but when it comes down to it, we bring you what happens And then you can build your own opinion on those details, and we will do the same. With that said, as much as I talk about getting mad at Alexi's mom, because I feel like, you know, ultimately I do feel like she knew more than she was leading on. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I feel that way too. Right. There's times I'm also that person. I'm looking at the, like, like, if I was her, I could see myself doing the exact same thing in that moment too. I am that mom. I would full on be mama bear any moment. Trying to protect her daughter. Asking yeah. for her to be taken care of. Can you pull up the car? All of those things. So I guess, you know, I get it even though I hate it. If that yeah. makes any sense. Right? Yeah, but I guess like, I guess like, no, I totally me- understand what you mean. 
Um, but like part of me, I guess, in my mind, I'm feeling like she's doing this not to protect her daughter. But her and I feel like she's yes, but the image. I feel like she's doing it for the image, which just is like you don't get an image after you, you no. done what you done. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, I'm just over here blabbing. But it, I mean, it, it is one of those things that we talk about all the time that you, you don't know what you're going to do. Right. You don't know the situation. If you've never been in it, you truly don't know. And it's like, there is part of me that I'm like, absolutely don't do that. Look what your daughter just did. Turn her in, you know? And mm-hmm. then there's the other part mm-hmm. that's like, no, you protect her, whatever. But I also feel like, and there's like a third part where it's like, I agree with you. I think she knew more than she, you know, is pretending. And like part of her motivation is because like, if you knew. You're going to be held accountable as well. Exactly. So protecting herself a bit, like, you know, who knows? Allegedly. Allegedly. She allegedly pissed me off. So, (laughs) Lexi was taken in that day on May 10th, and then her $100,000 bail was posted on May 16th, and she was able to go back home. That is where it stands today, Heather, with that. She has been out on bond this entire time. She is able to live a pretty normal life, and I say normal lightly, guys, because I mean... This is a huge case. People are well aware of who she is and what she has been arrested for. So I'm sure life is not normal. But she is out. She is living. So Mm -hmm. a few things about that. She is living at home with her mom, Rosa, still. She wasn't able to attend graduation with her class for high school. She did graduate. She is on an assigned curfew schedule, which is from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. No ankle monitor or anything. Mm-hmm. Because they don't believe, you know, for her to be a flight risk whatsoever. She is currently attending college and she is still in a relationship with her boyfriend. So as of now, for someone who put their baby in a trash can, I don't see it any better than that. It's so this situation is so fucking hard because I mean let's Let's give the most benefit of the doubt here. No. <laughs> Let's say she had no idea she was pregnant. Okay. 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 Let's just say that. Okay. She goes to the hospital with back pains. Mm-hmm. They ask her, is there any possibility that you're pregnant? Mm-hmm. Now, there are some women who legit still like kind of have I don't think they have like legit periods but some women maybe they're still spotting during pregnancy and they think that's their period or you know especially as a younger girl you know sometimes your periods aren't super um what's the word regular normal also yeah like regular nearly the entire pregnancy my definitely not you know a normal pregnancy right bleeding on when you're pregnant is not yeah uncommon Right. So, so, okay. So maybe she thinks there's no way she's pregnant because she's still having her, like, maybe she thinks she's still having her period. But first mistake, she's lying saying she's a fucking virgin. Yeah. Because okay? mom's in the room and she's afraid. Because of mom's in the room, which, I mean, 
she's an adult, so she shouldn't have to have a, a parent in the room. But even as a teenager, a lot of times, like, doctors will say, like, mom, can you step out? Like, even when you're 16, 17, 18, they'll say, like, mom, can you step out so we can have a real conversation, right? right? And again, like, the mom could say, no, I'm not leaving. That's my child. But, not okay, at 18. so, not at, yeah, not you at can't. 19. Exactly. So, okay, so first mistake there, saying she's a virgin, she's lying about that. Because she had to, like, I mean, you maybe you're so stupid as to think that if they're giving you fucking meds that it could impact a potential pregnancy, whatever. But first mistake, lying about that. But let's say, you know, she, okay, that was just a lie. She didn't think it would cause anything. Then she goes to the bathroom, realizes what fucking happened, and covers it up. Yeah. That, in and of itself, because just imagine how differently this could have played out if that happened and she screamed to, for all the nurses and everyone she to fucking didn't come have in. To scream. They were standing at the door. They were sta- exactly. Her if she needed help. Like, please come in here. Yes. Help me. I'm yes. scared. I didn't know this was what was going to happen. Right. Oh my God. What do I do? Right. Right. Like, like the situation could have been so fucking different because, A, maybe they could have fucking saved that baby. Right. B, if. N- if you really didn't know you were pregnant and this fucking happens to you and and for, you know, most unfortunately, that baby doesn't survive. Like you you did what you could other than lying about the fact that you were a virgin. Like, OK, like maybe I can let that one slide. But like like. If you had asked for help when it happened and not tried to cover it up. This could have played out so fucking differently. So that's like on her. And then the mother. (sighs) I just cannot understand as a mom who has raised this daughter, like, as Rosa, right, who Mm -hmm. has raised her daughter, how in the world... I have no words. I just don't even know, like, and I don't want to, you know, like, mm, I don't know, like mitigating circumstances when it comes to Alexi because like there's so many places throughout that she could have changed her like done something differently right but I'm also trying to remember she is young not 19 is not that fucking young you're still a fucking adult but you are still young maybe you didn't know this was happening like that is a fucking scary situation you don't know what's happening all of a sudden like there's a baby and it seems to me like a lot of this is because she's scared of, like, her mother. Her mother has, like, there's something instilled in her that her mom, like, that's part of the problem. And that's why it's so hard. And we we know, like, our kids are going to fuck up. That's period, point blank. Like, you're not going to have, like, your kids are going to fuck up. But as a parent, it is 
your responsibility to support them and help them make the right decisions through that, through that. You're not supposed to, I just have zero sympathy for that mom. Because that's just, you're a full, like, full fucking adult and mother who knows what it's like to raise a child. Like, you should, you definitely should have fucking known better. I agree with that. And I am very interested to see what comes out in trial. Because one headline I also read is that, like, they are thinking that the hospital, you know. Nowhere near done. Are you going to talk about that one? Because I I remember reading that one and being like, I have a lot of mixed feelings about that. Because I got five more pages. No, I'm just like, that's, we know we're waiting on her trial. Right. So. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to just have a lot of, I'm like sitting here. I have a lot of feelings where I'm going. (laughs) I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings. You can have those. um, Woo. Sure. You know, and, and look right here, it says, that's not all Heather. There is oh, more. God. Okay, let's go. Let's hear it. So this whole time, Alexi, you know, they did get a lawyer. And, of course, the, the family is trying to figure everything out, right? Well, currently, Alexi is suing the Artesia General Hospital, claiming that the treatment she received is what caused her to birth a stillborn. Oh. Um. Which we'll we'll get into all of that, but you know, you were just talking about Rosa uh, a lot, so I, I need I need to mention it too. You know, so if you remember, I mentioned that when the nurse comes into Alexi's room, tells her they found the dead baby in the bathroom, she just spent eighteen minutes in, and then comes out all bloody. Her response that nothing was crying. She says she's sorry. She didn't know what to do. I'm sure she was terrified at that moment. Oh right? yeah, for sure. I would really love to know. Even if she knew she was pregnant, right. she that's a fucking terrifying oh, moment, right? For sure, right? Mm-hmm. But like what you were talking about, I want to know why exactly. To me, the mother-daughter relationship must have been something to do with it, right? Oh, yeah. And it really bothers me because it makes me think that she, here we are because of this, but she would rather put a baby in a trash can to try to hide the evidence of a pregnancy than tell her mother the truth. And that's, you know, that hurts to even think about. Yeah. Like, what was happening or what was being said or what, you can live the most sheltered life, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you hear people who say like, oh, if you ever get pregnant, you're not coming back home, these kind of things. Mm -hmm. I will never support you if if this happens under my household. These are my rules. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have every right to make rules. In mm-hmm. your home, you have every right to set set rules and boundaries and and things in your house. But to scare someone that much that they would mm-hmm. make that decision, yeah, is like what? Yeah, what? What exactly was being said? Or you know, and and who knows? Who knows? Maybe these things didn't happen. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not saying they didn't. Maybe it all was like Alexi. Maybe she was so messed up in her head at this point, right? But it's just hard to believe, though, given the mom's response. Right. When they came into the room and told her. For sure. Um, You know, just like imagine how different things would have been 
if the mom wasn't right down the hall. Yeah. 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 Which I'll get to a couple uh, options or things she could have done. Um, but even if for some reason Alexi didn't know she was pregnant, if Rosa didn't know she was pregnant, it comes mm-hmm. down to the fact that they are, in fact, in a hospital. They right. are in a place that can help you. Right. Help you and your baby. Even if you spent nine months thinking you were not pregnant. There are so many options for this baby if you make the choice to not keep the baby. Okay? And this hospital is actually one of the hospitals. You could drop your baby off, no questions asked. Okay? But now, because of this case, right? So you, you can leave your baby at this hospital, no questions asked. But now, because of this case and because of another mother in this area named Alexis Avila, which I'm not, we're not doing this case right now, but who knows? Maybe it's coming yeah. up soon. Yeah. Um, in this area, another mother who was also 19 put her baby in a dumpster behind a shopping center just the year before, which yeah. I will add. The baby did make it. The baby did live because of two unhoused individuals finding the baby in the dumpster and turning the baby in. That's another case for another time. Okay. But because of these situations and more that happen in other areas, because unfortunately this is not an uncommon thing. Right. This is happening. Um, This hospital and many others in the surrounding areas have all began exploring the options for a safe haven box. For anyone yeah. who doesn't know what that is, that is a box located at a hospital or medical center where you can put your baby if you are surrendering your rights and no longer want to take care of that baby. It's a way to, you know, to give someone the option to, to safely give up their child. And when placed in the box, the box shuts and alarm rings, notifying the staff. They go and retrieve the baby. No questions asked. Begin taking care of, tending to the baby and their needs. And then they start the process with the state to find care for that baby moving forward. A solution Mm -hmm. for moms who are unfit, unstable, whatever it may be, other than abuse, other than murder. Mm -hmm. Okay? She could have done that. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, I almost started crying. Don't cry, because then I will cry. I know. It's just so frustrating, because... It really is. It's so so hard. many options yeah there are so many things that you can do and the choice she made is 100 percent the wrong one and Mm -hmm. for what sorry so back to alexi suing the hospital alexi is suing the hospital for the wrongful death of her baby she says that the drugs administered to her were the cause of death just a reminder from earlier on, Alexi was given multiple things because of the extensive pain she was in when she arrived to the hospital. Things such as morphine, Keterolac, and Ondensetron. I'm not a medical professional. I can't even read those words. <laughs> you did um, as good as any of us would be. <laughs> um, you know... I have been told, just like anyone else, right, that when you're pregnant, shouldn't do drugs, 
shouldn't smoke, shouldn't drink, be cautious of the medicine you use, don't eat certain things, all of that. All right? Right. I've been pregnant. You just, you hear these things. And, right. And obviously, she's saying she didn't know she was pregnant. She doesn't know these things. Whatever. Okay. It's obvious what you are putting into your body can be given straight to your baby because you are the one providing what the baby needs to grow in your belly. Remember, she told them there's no way that she could be pregnant. Right. She was a virgin. She's never yeah. had sex. Absolutely not. Right? Yeah. Mom, Rosa even says she buys pads for her every single month. Okay? All that good stuff. They run the test, and I do, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I want, I need to know, because I couldn't find this. I'm not really sure 100% on what times things were given and stuff. Right. She she did get the morphine before the pregnancy results. I don't know how long she was given. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So she, it's she like, did. do we know, like, once the result came back, did they stop the, the morphine no. or did they keep? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, like, if, if, like, if she did a pee test. And but she's like, no, there's no way I'm pregnant. They're probably like, okay, false exactly. positive. Let's right. give a blood test. And then after the blood test come back, maybe they're like, oh, wait a second, maybe we need to like, you know. And then like, but then well, they it, never made it in time since she ran out of there, asked to be taken off of it to run to the bathroom. Right. So as they're right. trying to get these answers because she said that there's not a right. chance, you know. Yeah. And so it's like it's hard because it's like you. It's hard to like. <sighs> assign responsibility i guess because like yeah the hospital i'm sure it's not the first time they've had a patient fucking lie to them but it's like are they really responsible when someone's fucking lying to them i don't know because i mean they they did their part they they ran the test yeah like they did what they were supposed to do so i don't know what the protocol is there and like at the end of the day though at the end of the day Let's say that the hospital did fuck up, you know, and let's just say that, like, there is a rule or a law out there that says, like, if you get a pee test, you have to immediately stop all. Who knows? Like, I don't know what the rules are. Maybe. But but with that being said, again, you're still – Alexi is still responsible for the fact that even if the baby – was born, stillborn, and that was the hospital's fault, let's say, hypothetically, she still tried to hide it. Yeah, she sure did. Which, okay, so maybe then you're not, maybe then the murder isn't, you know, your responsibility if you're going to put that on the hospital, which is very um, up in the air because you lied to them in the first place. The You're still... Like, what were those other two charges she had, right? You know, like, she's still responsible for tampering with evidence or whatever, or those those hiding after accessory after the fact. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you said it. It's when you said maybe don't lie. Like, maybe mm-hmm. don't be a liar. Maybe be honest. And then these things won't happen. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I did I did have to look up the medicines because I don't know them all. Um, yeah. Ondensetron is a medicine to help with nausea and vomiting, okay? Which I should know the name of that since I've taken a lot of those. <laughs> um, Keterolac 
is an anti-inflammatory as well as a pain reliever. And morphine is a pain reliever, okay? Right. All three of these things were given to Alexi because she was in a severe amount of pain. Going to the hospital for back pain and telling the nurses that she was absolutely not pregnant since she has never had sex. Which is a lie! Right. Okay. I wrote something here. I don't know if I want to add it in, so I'm just going to say it. Okay. I think I'm not going to add it. Okay. So I say... Unless, trigger warning, unless she was a victim of sexual assault. Sure. And she was saying no to sex because it was involuntary, right? Yeah. But still, if that is the case, you don't dispose of your baby into a trash can trying to hide the fact that it happened. Yeah. But maybe if, you know, and, and I'm not. A victim, I've never been through things. We talk about the fact that you don't know if you've never been in the situation. Maybe you're so messed up and you don't want to believe that this is your life. I don't know. Yeah. None of this is anywhere. None of this is talked about, said to be believed. None of it. It's just something that in my head I was like, you know. I mean, yeah, no, I see see your point. But then when they talk to the boyfriend, he makes it pretty clear that. They were having sex. They were together for two years. Yep. You're right about that. All right. Talking about that boyfriend. Let's get back into the boyfriend. All right. So, like I said, he was at the hospital the night that all of this happened. You know, mentioned him, talked about him earlier. When they asked him if he would be the father, he says yes. And Rosa starts laughing. Okay. Weird. But either way, him and Alexi were a couple, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Lexi was released. She was out living a life. And you, you know, I said they went to prom. You should see these prom pictures of them smiling together. Cute, cute couple, right? You know, just happy as can be. Still makes me sick to my stomach knowing that this is happening, that she has the ability to go and and, and do that, right? Okay. The boyfriend says in an interview, again, he says it again. He did not know that Alexi was pregnant. That Alexi had... Alexi did not know she was pregnant, Mm -hmm. despite the very obvious weight gain and baby bump that was visible to all who looked at her. Really? When the pictures surfaced and when they are talked about and which I will post because you see her and instantly you're like, oh, she's pregnant. You don't guess. You don't question yeah. it. And my first thought, one of the pictures that I'm I'm going to pose, my fr- first thought was, why is this pregnant kid spotting someone on her cheer squad? That's unsafe for the baby and the mom, oh right? My because God. In, in one of these videos, she's underneath these people. She's holding her hands up, and it's a full-on baby bump. Okay? What the fuck? So this wasn't – there's – you mentioned the shows earlier. I don't know what they're called. I didn't know I was pregnant or whatever. Yeah. But people can carry their baby in their back. Maybe that's why she's Yeah. Like pain. some people whatever. have very small, like literally do not gain any weight during right. their pre- Like we have seen that like before. Oh, she gained weight. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, you know, I say, I said someone, you know, this kid spotting someone. She's not a kid. She's 19 years old. She is an adult. And what comes down to the boyfriend, if he was in fact the father, like he said, the day at the hospital, it would be him. He knows they had sex. He was there for it. So -hmm. for him to just say she was gaining weight and that was it, that doesn't add up. 
especially later when a, you know, a friend came forward saying that Alexi did know that she was pregnant because she told her. And she even said that she had picked out a name for the baby. And she said that his name would be Alex. Sorry. What the fuck? That makes me cry. I'm saying the name. Okay. Oh. See, this is this is why this is why this is okay. So this is why, like I. When I saw this headline and I watched that, I watched the video. I've seen the video of the nurse coming in and telling Alexi and Rosa, like, that they found a baby. Like, I've seen that. And then from that point on, I was like, this sounds just all bad. So I really do try to avoid some of those, especially when, like, I'm not in the right headspace to, like, really dig in on something like that. And so I have never heard that detail that she straight up fucking knew so much so that she named the child. And now any benefit of the doubt that I gave her previously in this episode is gone. If that is in fact true, that and they can that she knew so much so that she gave a name to this baby. I take back any of it because no. Right. And, and those things, these are the things that I'm waiting for when it comes down to trial because people talk. Yeah. Right. People talk, people say things and I need to see all that, concrete like actual evidence that she knew yeah for sure well and like part of me so it's so hard because like we know like when you are pregnant and after birth your body is going through so much shit your hormones are going through so much shit like we have seen moms with postpartum psychosis who literally are outside of their right mind and do horrible things and they need then need proper psychiatric treatment for what they're going through. And if that's the case, then there should also be some evidence that she was outside of her right mind right like did like oh that's hadn't heard that part before rachel and it sucks it does suck suck. it really does um what alexi has to say about not the baby's name but um her gaining weight. So she knew she was gaining weight. And she says that she thought it was because of a birth control pill that she had started taking. Why are you taking birth control, Alexi, if you're not yeah. having sex? I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of different reasons. <laughs> there's a lot of different reasons to take birth control, especially as a young girl. Like, if your periods are all fucked up, birth control can help that. Like, there's a lot of different reasons to, like, get your cycle on a thing. But, mm-hmm, questionable. 
And like as a teenager, you're not supposed to. <sighs> okay, whatever. Keep yeah. going. Okay. I have so many. This is rough. Along with the birth control pill that she started taking, she also began taking a weight loss pill. Which let me tell you a little bit about this pill because it's also very important in this case. <sighs> because right alongside the morphine found in the baby was fentermine. The report notes that the amount of morphine and fentermine they're consistent with maternal consumption and placental transfer to the baby. Mm -hmm. But with that said, these substances, and this is from the autopsy, these substances did not contribute to the death of the newborn um, because it lists entrapment as the cause of death and homicide as the manner of death. Okay. So I'm going to refer to the baby as baby Alex now because this baby deserved his life. He was born, he took his breath and he was given his name. So the family and their lawyer are fighting the fact that baby Alex was born deceased because of these things that were administered to Alexi. In the toxicology report, he did have morphine in his body. He was also positive for COVID-19, influenza A and B, and SARS. The family's lawyer, Gary Mitchell, says that the baby most likely died from the morphine given to Alexi that night. He claims that although the medical examiner says that there was air in the lungs, that the baby did not breathe properly because of the morphine given, and that is what resulted in the baby's death. They are also suing the hospital for violating HIPAA laws because of the videos from the hospital and from the police cameras during the investigations. You know, they're both violating the privacy of Alexi and her mother, which right there, yeah, I kind of agree on that. Okay, that, sure, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's secondary different. to a fucking Absolutely. life being, oh my God. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, when it comes to that, you know, maybe those things shouldn't have happened. Sure, they, they agreed. When it comes to the police, they do something I read. They make the statement that once they are in there, like, I forget the reasoning, but because of the, like, because of the murder, they're allowed to be rolling their cameras mm -hmm. no matter what. And then another thing that comes up is the fact that she wasn't read her Miranda rights by them. But when there's that third party, you don't have to be read your Miranda rights. Like, mm -hmm. it's just a whole situation. So also whatever. at that point, she was being detained. It wasn't until it wasn't like a full arrest. Yeah. it wasn't a full arrest. You don't right. need Miranda rights until you're arrested. And it's right? not like so. she, you know, she's answering questions or she's speaking on yeah. her volition. Like they're not. She didn't say, I'm not talking, I want exactly. a lawyer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you about the upcoming court dates. But first, baby Alex's cause of death report states that the death was caused by asphyxiation, suffocation, and strang strangulation, right? And it was indeed a homicide. Yes, they did the toxicology report. He was suffering from things that I had, you know, just stated. Right. Sickness-wise. Right, right. I mean, he... He was born sick, okay? Yeah. The other things... The other thing that is shown and needs to be discussed is that the baby had air in his lungs. Right. Meaning he did take his first breaths. Right. Okay? He did breathe. He was alive. He was not born stillborn. And even if the baby was not crying when he was born, right? Which, it's very obvious when you see these videos of her, she seems like a very immature, childlike 
19 year old, whatever. Mm -hmm. But a lot of mothers, a lot of people know that sometimes the baby needs a little smack or a pat or something to help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But again, like even if she did think the baby wasn't alive after she gave birth, even if she thought that that was the case, you are still guilty of then fucking covering it up. Right. Fucking covering up. And so it just makes it that much worse that like he did have air in his lungs because had she not tried to fucking cover it up, that baby could be alive. Right. And and she would have known. She would have known that if she called for help or accepted the help as the nurses and her mom went to the bathroom door to check on her for 18 minutes rather than lying wrapping the baby in a bag and trying to hide his very existence. Okay. Um, I cannot, ah, I cannot wait for this trial. I cannot wait for Alexi to go to court and to see what else comes out of this case. I, I am looking for cell phone messages, texts with her boyfriend or friends, anything that shows that she knew she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then I am looking for her to be held accountable after Mm -hmm. the fact. Like Mm -hmm. I said earlier, even if by chance she didn't know she was pregnant, she knew she put the baby in the bag. She held that bag up. She twisted that bag. She tucked that little twist underneath the bag, put it at the bottom of a fucking trash can and covered it up. Mm-hmm. That much she did know, and that is more than enough to convict her of the crime that she most definitely committed. Mm-hmm. As of right now, Alexi's next, next court appearance is not until July 22nd of 2024. That will be her pre-trial hearing. And then August 26th is her jury trial. I'm going to be following the case closely, obviously, and, you know. Hopefully you all just follow it as well. Um, but I'll definitely share anything I'm here to find out. But that is what I have for you today. That is the the details of what happened. Um, we would have been here another hour if I was to bring in all of the statements and all the video footage yeah. from, from the nurses and, and yeah. from everyone that night. But I, I do encourage you. I, I, everything will be in the source, like in the show notes. Um, but I do encourage you, if you want to know more, go look at those videos, go look at those conversations, go look at, you know, the, the interviews with the charge nurse, with the housekeeper who finds this baby. It's heartbreaking. It's fucking so heartbreaking. tragic. And it really is. It's just so hard because like <sighs> at the end of the day, Alexi knew that what she did when she tried to hide that baby was wrong. And there are were just so many points along where she could have just made one different decision Yep, that would have not resulted in, I mean, that baby's death. Or if, if, if for whatever reason the hospital couldn't save the baby, like at least she could feel like she 
try to do the right thing. But nowhere and no from the minute that she got to that hospital, she did not try to do the right thing. And that's and that's and that's the most tragic part about that is because that baby didn't ask to like that baby didn't deserve any of that. And I know that I know that like there are situations out there with young mothers who just, you know, for whatever reason, they and sometimes through no fault of their own that they can't take care of a baby that they, you know, that they got pregnant with. And, and it maybe it's through no fault of their own. They're just in a circumstance where they can't take care of that baby. And you know what? Maybe they make the decision to have an abortion early on because they know, look, I can't provide for this baby. Or they go through the pregnancy because they, you know, for whatever reason, they they didn't want to or couldn't get an abortion. And so they go and they um, they have the baby. And that's that's the thing is like there there are options. Right. Like you said, like you talked about where you have the ability to surrender that child and you don't have to go through like the whole adoption process. You don't have to go through like, you know, you it could be quote unquote secret, right? Like it, you don't have to, you know, it's just like there's there are options. And I think that's one of the biggest things out there is like if you, like I think as a society, we need to make sure that young women who do get pregnant know that there are options other than. taking the life of that child right because that doesn't need to happen no (sighs) that's just so i just yeah that's not the right thing and like there's just and i just it just wow wow wowzer wowzer rachel that is probably one of the more tragic and horrible and just like I don't even know any more words um, cases that we've covered but I think it is an important one to cover because it is true that like these young women get into situations where they are full on pregnant and yeah it's a scary situation especially if you do not want that baby but that doesn't give you the right to you know take that baby's life away from them. So it's important to know that there are options out there and, you know, if there, there's a lot of things that you can do and you just need to make the right decision because at this point in time, whether or not you had any control, you know, whether you, you are having that baby. And if you don't want, you don't want to take responsibility for that baby after it's born, there are options there for are you. plenty of people yeah, there are options for you to not have to be responsible for that baby, but you one of those options is not to murder right that baby, right? When so we, when we say plenty of pl- plenty of people out there, you know, th- there are too many people who need homes and there are too many people without, right? And so first and foremost, if you do not want to be a parent, take those fucking steps to not be a parent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Secondly, like if if you take those steps or you don't, 
there are the options. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, oh, man. Damn. <sighs> With that said. I have my, like, my, like, whole body is, like, on high alert. It's just so, it's so much. And yeah. for any of you that are still here, you know, do what you can today to, like, stay in a good headspace because, like, for me, I'm like, ugh. Like, I, again, like, we we talk about some of these hard ones, um, and I think we do it, you know, because, A, we know that, like, the stories should be told, um, and, B, especially to make sure that people know there are things like safe haven boxes. Like, that's important to, to know. Um, but we know that it's not easy. Uh, to first of all, it's not easy for Rachel to put these things together. Thank you, Rachel, for doing that. Um, but it's also not easy to to know that this kind of shit is going on in the world, um, especially as a mother. You know, like your heart goes out to just like these these babies, and, and it's just it's a it's rough. So do what you can today um, to just take some breaths, and because I know I will be. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you bring that up because I, I wanted to as well, you know, we, we enjoy what we do when we're researching and, and bringing these mom related stories, right. And, and these cases to you each week. And we say it all the time, although it can be rough, the victims stories deserve to be told, right? Survivors deserve to be talked about and, and right. have their stories be told and we're here for it, okay? So please feel free to reach out to us if you have any suggestions or requests. Um, because we do, even if it's hard, want to bring them to just offer resources, offer suggestions, yeah. give give people, you know, any sort of help if it if it is needed and if it helps one person. That is what we are here for. So with that said, um, huge shout out to all of your, like all of our listeners. If you've made it this far, like she said, and you're still here through all of that, um, just know that uh, we're here for you. We love you. If you, if you, and if you guys are like struggling, let me take a second right now to just say that like, if you ever need to just talk to us, come talk to us. Yeah. We got some shoulders. We can be a shoulder if you need something. And, you know, I'm not saying anything like this. I mean, if you put your baby in a trash can, don't fucking dare talk to me. (laughs) Um, but we, we can be there for you. Maybe we can help you, you know, find help that you need or, or just be a support system. That's what we want to create here. Yeah. We're here to, to create a community for sure. Um, of, like-minded women and mothers and men and fathers we're we're you know obviously we're not uh trying to say that uh men aren't aren't part of our community we have some awesome guys um but obviously we cater towards <laughs> we like our moms towards the femme and the moms and the <laughs> um but uh yeah we 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 want to make a community where a you know we First and foremost, we're supportive. Like, that's what we, you know, badass moms is what we we strive to be and what we strive to support. Um, and uh, we also obviously want to make a community where we can talk about um, these types of cases in a 
way that um, is not like glamorized and and we we want to bring the truth and the facts and the you know we're trying to bring that to the to these cases um and uh i think the other thing that that we we want to make it a safe place to discuss these kinds of things because yes it, safe places are needed so um yeah, yeah yeah and that's what we're here for and we we hope you all can join. We still haven't come up with like a wine bucket equivalent <laughs> for like mother like yeah, murder, what huh? What, what do you guys want to be called? Because we used to call you guys wine buckets, so and now I don't know what to call you guys. Okay. <laughs> I haven't you guys even have thought about it. You can email us at like mother like murder dot. Whoa, <laughs> like mother like murder at gmail dot com. You can also uh, just message us at one of our socials like underscore mother underscore like underscore murder or on Facebook at like mother like murder or you can go to our website like mother like murder dot com we are literally everywhere love to know uh, (laughs) what what do you want to be called all right lastly you guys if you guys have not yet checked it out go over to our merch shop you can find it on like mother like murder.com and if you guys want to support us that's a great way to support us by getting our shirt and showing us off to everyone and make sure that if you wear it you tag us because we would love to see it all right yeah if you are struggling with hmm what do i get this person for christmas Give them a like mother like murder shirt. I'm here for it. Also, if you're struggling for what you should buy yourself for Christmas, it's the ultimate <laughs> gift. It really is. I think that that's a great idea. Yeah, let everyone know that you guys should get it. Um, I'm here for it. So let us see it though. We want to see it. And the next time you will hear from us will be Christmas. It'll be Christmas, my loves. All right, we will talk to you guys later. Have an amazing day. We will talk to you next week. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. We are the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy Podcast. I'm Declan, the son. And I'm Jane, the mom. This is the podcast where we talk about brutal crimes like serial killers and the random one-off murder. We will tell you about bizarre occurrences like alien abductions and monsters in the dark. And we just might get you drunk with cocktails themed around one of our stories. At the very end of every show, we like to lighten things up and cleanse the palate from the tragic and terrifying stories. So we end our time with a chaser. You might get to hear crazy stories about our pets or just silly movie recommendations. Give us a listen. We are the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy Podcast.